are back at practice on Wednesday as they continue preparations for their wildcard matchup against the Texans. As practice ramps up, we're going to get more insight from more players and coaches today on From the Podium. Starting us off were the coaches, and it was special teams coordinator Bubba Ventrone. He talked about how good it was to see Corey Bajorquez back last week and how tough it was for his unit with some players that weren't playing. Not to bring up the bad subject, but the, the Damien Pierce touchdown back in Houston. Is there any? He was a surprise return that day. Yeah. Was there anything about that that led to the touchdown, or is it just the missed block somewhere? No, we just we need to. I mean, we need to cover better inside. I mean, yeah, we just need to cover better. And since you uh, were Frank uh, Ross, the special teams coach, yep. worked on you? Yeah, he was my assistant for three years in Indy. So is a protocol that you guys talked afterwards and didn't give you any crap? Or yeah, no, I mean, no. I mean, we, we talked after the game, but. Yeah. So, uh, Rob, going into this, oh, go ahead, Tom. Um, Kevin said that Dustin has made some progress. Has he been able to kick at all? I mean, that's part of the rehab process. He's he's going through that now, and we're hoping that, you know, not sure how it'll look. It probably, like Kevin said, probably unlikely this week, and we'll just see how it goes moving forward. But yeah, I'm sure he's he's implemented that into the rehab. What about Riley? You know, why why do you feel so confident with Riley heading into this game? Thought it was a good option. I thought he was, you know, to have a guy that has had experience. He's actually hit a pretty high percentage in his career, and he has playoff experience. You know, last year he actually hit a game winner against, uh, I think it was the Chargers in the first round of the playoffs. So he's done a good job. Why does he uh, prefer the right hash of PATs? Just personal preference, I guess. Yeah. You mentioned him kicking the game winner. I mean, how much confidence does that give you as a coach that? This guy's been there before if it comes to that issue. Yeah, I think that, I mean, anytime you're in those situations, it's good to have experience. But ultimately, you know, what you've done in the past doesn't matter. So, you know, every game's different. Every rep's different. Every kick's different. So, you know, the playoffs aren't about experience. It's about execution on that day. So, you know, you see a lot of, yeah, I mean, it's, would you like to have a lot of veteran players that have had, that have been there? Yeah, but that's not the case. It's about who's going to execute that day on that rep. Bubba, how good was it to get Corey back last week and get one more game in before the playoffs? And how do you think he did? He he did a nice job. He hit the ball well. I thought he was controlled in his um, in his swing and he elevated the ball pretty well and with good direction. So he gave us good field position and I thought it was a good ramp up to to this week. So. You know, I think he's in a good spot. Well, I've got, we've asked you this before about holding and blocking the back on, on, on your returns. Do you chart where your penalties are compared to other teams? It seems like you have, have very few. No, I don't, I don't look at it. Um, we emphasize playing clean and try to coach that up. We, we put a big emphasis on, in it on our – on it in our Friday meetings, which is going to be like Thursday this week. And I think the players understand how the game's being officiated. So try to just always review and go over, you know, how those how those calls are being made. So try to play clean in that in that in those return phases. 
you know how many penalties you've had though or, or not? I mean, you're pretty good on numbers. Um, I mean, I know we haven't had a ton. Chance to speak at the team meeting when people were talking about Super Bowl experience and if so, what was the message that you shared? Um, I mean, I, I spoke, yeah, I, I spoke and, you know, just, and, you know, I'll keep those comments for, for our team. That meaning, like, I mean, can you or do you not want to share? I mean, it's, it seemed like the players felt it was very inspirational. Well, well yeah, I felt like it. They probably weren't supposed to like elaborate on that with, with you guys. That was like a really like a team, you know, tight knit thing. So I'm gonna, I'll, I'll keep my comments to myself on that. Well, but um, Pierre's obviously battling the uh, dealing with the back. Having James as kind of the the fallback as as, as the backup. Uh, how? How much does that kind of put you at ease if, if Pierre isn't able to go this week? Yeah, I mean, other guys have done it too that are on the roster. And, you know, Jerome was our kick returner to start the season. So we have we have options. In terms of the execution, you said that's, that's the big key factor for the playoffs. Does your philosophy and messaging change at all being in the playoffs? Does it intensify or is it just business as usual for you as a coach? No, I, I mean, I... I treat every game the same way, and I think that's a big thing with with the playoffs. You can't you can't treat these games like they're any different than the next. And I would say your heightened awareness to certain situations may be greater, just because of the the magnitude and the and the stakes. But if you're trying, I mean, trying to do like a player trying to do too much or not play within the scheme is not the, not the answer. So I think it comes down to fundamentals and fundamentals and technique and Playing sound, disciplined football is what is what's going to win games in the playoffs. Were your, were your special teams shuffled up a lot in Cincinnati because of all that? Well, you, I mean, you see a lot of guys that were even that were up for the game and dressed didn't participate in the game, so it 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 puts a lot of stress on the players that are actually playing on defense and offense because they have to do double duty. So those guys are definitely gassed <laughs> on our punts and on our kickoffs and kick returns. So. Your core guys. There's no one else to use, you know. So, and we told we told those guys in that game, don't don't look over your shoulder because there's no one else to put in. <laughs> so, um, I've been there before, and that's not a fun place to be. And I called those guys during the game. I said, you guys are warriors. I said this is not easy to do, you know. And and and, and that's why, you know, football is a team game, and those guys. Credit to those guys for being selfless players. I mean, for us to be able to not play certain players last week is a credit to the guy, the back end roster guys. And, you know, they definitely haven't been given enough credit. And I think that, you know, they deserve it. So you said you treat every game the same. What other lessons that you've learned from your time in the playoffs that you're trying to pass down to the guys? Definitely. Yeah. Do your job. Do your job, right? Don't try to do too much. Do your job and trust that your teammate's going to do his job. The the more you, the more you can play collectively as a group, you know, per unit, and then collect, and then I would say complementary football with the kicking game and offense and defense. The more positives you can have in that, you know, the the better the results are going to be. Can't have self-inflicted wounds. Can't have penalties. Got to protect the football. That's on their in the return game and on offense. So I think that that's important. 
just not, don't don't try to do too much. Play within the scheme. I want to go back to my question about Patterson preferring the right hash. Is that unusual? Um, I don't think so. There's there's a number of kickers that have hit their PATs from certain hashes. I'm trying to think of who I was watching recently. Um, but no, I think yeah, I think it's just preference. Honestly, it's just preference. You know, some guys will like, you know, for a game winner, you may prefer right or left. Some guys will say, hey, I want it on the left hash or I want it on the right, depending on what, like, if we were playing outside. Like, the wind is always a factor. Like, I remember going at, at, against Chicago. Against Chicago, we wanted, like, for from what I remember, we wanted, like, the, we wanted the right hash because of what the wind was doing. So. They missed the second PT from the right hash. They missed right. And they didn't change after that. They made everyone after that. I actually asked them after that. I said, are you sure you're good for the right hash? <laughs> and um, he's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm like, okay. I've, I feel like the thing with specialists, too, is, like, have them in their comfort zone, right? You don't want to take them out of their comfort zone. How are they comfortable? And that goes with their weekly weekly routine and everything as well. So I think as long as those guys are comfortable and put them in the best mindset possible, it gives you every opportunity to, to execute. Yeah, that was that was a big thing for me last week. Is like, ideally, you'd like to have Corey at the game, more for the holding factor. Um, I think that it was good that we actually had him out there, in case Dustin wouldn't be able to go this week. So, at least we have a game, a warm up, you know, pregame with those guys, and then obviously they'll they'll work together this week in practice. Well, obviously, you were back. Patriots coaching in 2016, but as a former Browns player, when the Cavs won the title, did, do you remember like uh, that grabbing your attention at all and allowing you to think what you know a football title would mean at this time? Yeah, I mean, it's special. You know, it is. It's uh, to win a championship is incredible. So we're just gonna take it game by game and hope for the best. <laughs> Do you remember watching any of that? Just like the parade, or do you remember thinking? Of, of I mean, I remember. I remember when they won it. I don't have a ton of recollection as far as like the celebration to it and all that. I know that this city would go nuts, and you know, I'm worried honestly about winning this game this week. But you know, everyone wants wants what you're talking about. But I think right now our focus, our sole focus, is winning this game against Houston and doing every, everything we can to prepare ourselves and our players to do so. Offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt talked next. He talked about the success they've had despite all their turnovers and how Elijah Moore has looked since returning to the field. Do you expect to see something that I'm sure the Texans won't change drastically, but considering the game that Amari had against them a couple of weeks ago, do you think they'll see a lot different look from them? I, you know, I, it's, it's hard to say, but I would expect so with the success that he had during that game that they would have to try something a little bit different, but uh, who knows? That, I mean, that's a, a defense that, that believes in who they are and what they do, so um, we'll, we'll see, but we're ready to adjust and, and we're ready for anything that uh, that shows up Sunday, or Saturday. Excuse me. How tough is it to be on either side of the ball? If you've done something all year long, are you made your mad then to try to change something just for a playoff game or a specific matchup? It's always hard. I mean, you are who you are uh, to your core. You have your, you know, your core beliefs in your system, and 
you know, you hang your hat on those. So, uh, you know, we'll see. Alex, they had so many key defensive guys for them out last game. So how much of an impact is that? Like knowing you're going to have to see like Anderson, a Grenard or this time around? Yeah, definitely. I mean, those are great players for him. Um, you know, we didn't see Grenard last time. He left early in that game. Um, but we know what he what he brings. His product, productivity has been you know, outstanding this year. Uh, you know, and Anderson's an extremely talented pass rusher as well. Um, you know, they, they, their strength is up front in their D-line, we feel, and, you know, that's a, that's a good challenge. So um, we hope they're healthy. We hope we get them at their best. Well, uh, what's going on at the, the backup quarterback position? Is there an audition still continuing? Or... Uh, no, not as right now. Jeff is our, is our backup moving forward. Um, thought he did a good job last week, put it in a tough spot, you know, come in and just go after a week of, of being around. Uh, you know, it wasn't always perfect, but he did some really good things. In terms of after that game, uh, Tomiko Ryan's kind of lamented the fact that they gave Joe all day to throw. So I'm sure you're expecting that they're going to dial it up and bring way more heat. And how are you guys ready to adjust? Um, to the that? same way we prepare every week, Mary Kay. To be honest with you, you know, we we go through our blitz meetings and our and our our blitz pickup responsibilities, and then we walk through it. So nothing will change for us in our process. And. Um, no, Elijah Moore got on the field in Cincinnati a little bit, but how does he look as he back to Yeah, he looks good. He looks really good. I thought yesterday, even in a walkthrough, he's twitchy and he's coming out of breaks, and uh, we had to slow him down a little bit. So expect and excited to see a, a healthy Elijah out there. Elijah went through a lot of the season, not struggling, but just not producing. Did you guys have to talk at any time, or did you just feel confident that when the right time came, that he would still be able to Oh, he'll definitely help us. He, he has all year. Um, you know, the doesn't always get a ton of throws throughout the course of a game, but he's definitely on the on the guys that we try to get the ball to. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, so that's just the way it's going. He's going to make big plays for us. You know, all the way through, he's been a true professional. Um, all the way through, he works as hard as anybody. Um, you know, in the classroom and on the field, so he's deserving for sure. How much has um, Joe Flacco's ability to throw downfield uh, allowed you to adjust your? game planning to take care uh, advantage of that? Oh, yeah, well, we'll try to push it at all three levels of the field. There's no question. We've got to make him defend the whole field. And, um, you know, his ability to throw accurately down the field helps us in that regard. That's some bursts in the run game, but it's, it's kind of been up and down this season since Nick went down. Just where, where, where's your confidence level uh, with that? And, uh, you know, what are you hoping to get? No, I feel, I feel good about our run game. And it hasn't been as productive, you know, as, as the past run games. But... At the same time, you know, this is playoff football. You got to run the ball uh, to win in these games, and you know, I think we're healthier up front than we have been in a while, uh, thanks to last week. And uh, you know, we didn't run it as well as we wanted to last time against this group, so it's a big challenge for us, and we've we've addressed it. Back to a fractured shoulder. Uh, don't have the opportunity to go pluck a former Super Bowl MVP off the couch and plug him in there and have him have it go like this. Right. And, stand up in front of the team and talk about what it's like to, to win a Super Bowl and things like that. How cool is it for you guys uh, to be able to go into these playoffs with obviously everything at stake uh, with, with a guy like Joe? Yeah, Joe Cool. I mean, he is. He's just, uh, he's been there. He's done that. There's nothing too big. He's experienced a lot of football in his day. And um, it definitely gives us a, you know, a level of confidence and, you know, comfort going into the game knowing that, that he's at the helm. There's some guys that are approaching this as going 1-0, and, and there's some guys that have talked about feeling the weight of this game and it being the playoffs, especially ones that have 
been there, haven't been there before. For you as a coach, how do you value the different kinds of approaches to this week, and how much do those mix in as they're talking to each other? Yeah, you know, the biggest thing in these games is, you know, don't do anything that you haven't done all year. You know, for these guys, just a little bit more time. Like, it's, it, the, the importance is there, yes. Is it the most important game of the year? Yes, it is. Because for us, it's our next game, and that's our motto going in. So we're just going to heighten our awareness and laser focus and, and, and you know, really focus in on the little things of the, of the game plan, and that'll just allow us to go out and play free and fast. Um, you know, the last thing we want is a tight group out there on Saturday. So just being who we are, I think, is important. Um, it's been good enough to, to get us where we are right now, and I hate for guys to feel like they need to change and do more or less than they have at this point. So that's going to be the message, you know, going through the week is trusting the process, really emphasizing the preparation uh, so you have freedom to go play loose on Saturday. Do you leave alone uh, the notion of, you know, for the most part, of, of interceptions so that it doesn't become, you know, a thing inside anybody's head? Or do you have to send some messaging about not throwing picks? We do every week, um, really. Um, every week when we talk to the team in front of the, you know, Saturday night meeting, it's all about ball security first and foremost, and it ends with ball security. Like I said before, is sometimes you don't mention it and you don't get it. You do, and they don't. I, I mean, it's just what we we got to take care of the football. We're we're last in the league in turnovers, so uh, and they're first in the league at not giving it away. So we got, we got to play better there. Alex, you've been Kevin from the start here. How has he evolved as a coach in your mind? Uh, I mean, he's he's awesome. I've enjoyed every second with him. Um, his ability to adjust and adapt with the coolness. That is just, uh, you know, it's just a consistency that he brings every day. I mean, he's he's coached a lot of football, uh, different schemes. Um, you know, his ability to again to to change on a on a dime based on who this player, his starter is at quarterback. I thought it's been really remarkable. But uh, the message, the culture he's built here over the last four years, you know, I'm really proud to be on his staff. How do you guys reconcile the, your, your giveaways and has an effect of the success of the season? Is this just a weird? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we well, got a whole analytics crew that is studying this. What's the explanation? Not looking into it that deep right now, Tony. Just trying not to turn the ball over. The more I talk about it, the more I start sweating. So we'll just stop there. Is it difficult to, you know, you've been preaching, just do your job. Is it difficult, though, for guys to not get caught up in this being a playoff game and trying to do too much? The good news is we have some, a, a fair amount of guys that have been in playoff games before, you know, including our two in, in 2020. So hopefully we've learned some lessons from that. I know we went to Kansas City the first series and a half, first two series we were, I didn't know what football team was out there. That wasn't us. You know, we, we got a little tight and a little nervous. So hopefully the guys in that game have learned from that. Again, we're preaching the process. We're preaching tr preparation. Um, you know, these guys should go to bed on Friday night feeling like, okay, I, I feel really good about my week's work, and we'll go from there. But I, there's no need to be tight in these games. Again, it's the most important game of the year because it's our, our next game. Talk about you know, Joe getting you confidence and how he's Joe Cool <clears throat> out there. Um, just what's his impact in, you know, behind the scenes? Because he has, he's been there, he's won, you know, this is nothing new to him. Um, just what's that like been behind the scenes as far as you know the, the call maybe influence and, and also on the sidelines in games? Yeah, no, it's it's. I mean, that's who he is. You know, that, that's the strength. One of his strengths that he brings to us is his ability to, um, you know, 
talk to guys on the field, off the field, after practice reps, after meetings, his ability to communicate, make sure everybody's on the same page. Um, those are the types of things that, that veteran quarterbacks do behind the scenes. But he's he's been doing that since he got here. Um, that first Houston game, they just weren't applied any pressure on Flacco at all. And they really haven't gotten those two guys back yet. So have you seen the Mika Ryans adjust to that, or is it just plugging in Barnett and Jerry Hughes? Or, uh, is there a scheme um, adjustment there? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're ready for it. Don't know. You know, to be honest with you, not quite sure. But uh, it's definitely, you know, you, you hit the checklist of things that you have to be ready for. That's on the list. But we're ready. Sorry, how about your uncertainty at the receiver position a little bit with said and maybe Marquise? And how, how do you feel just about heading in? You know, hopefully we get some guys back, um, regardless of who's out there. Feel confident about who's out there. Mary Kay, I mean, David Bell last week, all he does is catch two touchdown passes, does his job every time. Feel very comfortable if, if he's out there. He'll do a great job for us. Elijah coming back, you know, Amari with the week's rest, feeling better. Um, you know, I'm excited about that group. Focus was obviously on sort of just changing the culture and establishing a winning culture and all that. Um, and you make the playoffs that first year, you go two years without it. Just how much more does it feel like that culture change, the message has just kind of gotten through to get you to the point now where you're making it the second time in four years? Yeah, you know, I think that's a big part of who we are in this building. You know, that locker room is a really, really tight, connected locker room. Um, you know, the great teams that I've been fortunate enough to be around or on. Um, that's the same feeling I get from this group. You know, they, they love to play for each other. You know, they really love to play for the man to the right and the left of them. Um, that's all that matters, the trust that they have in each other. That culture has been built here now for four years. Um, I really, you can feel it this year. You know, to talk about David Njoku, I think I read one of his articles where he said, as soon as I put the team in front of me, I became a better player. And I see that through a lot of players uh, on this team. And I love the way that these guys fight and scratch and claw for each other every week. Defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz wrapped up the day for the coaches. He talked about how the team can prepare for C.J. Stroud. And it's some very nice words about how good Ronnie Hickman has been this season. So, you have to see C.J. Stroud for the first time. What your impressions about him? Yeah, I talked about him the last time. Um, you know, obviously a rookie, but has command that goes beyond usually uh, the scope of a rookie. Um decisive with the ball, accurate passer, um, buys some time, makes big plays down the field. Um, you know, I think when it's all said and done, the fact that he's passed for as many yards as he has without turning the ball over um, is really impressive for a young guy. Usually, you know, the, the cost of doing business if you're going to throw a lot of yards is you also turn the ball over a lot. And, um, you know, it's been impressive what he's been able to do. Um, we're going to have to play tight coverage. Um, we're going to have to stay after him in the pass rush, um, you know, and uh, th those are, and we're going to have to limit run after the catch because he does a good job of giving his guys opportunities to run after the catch, including Nico Collins, who's who's one of the, that's one of the things he does best. Jim, I was just going to say the list of rookie quarterbacks who win their first playoff game is very short. Why yeah, Joe Flacco was one. Yeah. yeah, he beat me. 2000, 2008, Titans um, just could never make him make a mistake. I think we turned the ball over like four times in the plus 20. Chris Johnson started off the game. He had like 100 yards in the first quarter and then got an ankle sprain and missed the rest of the game. Um, but, yeah, Joe was uh, Joe was a rookie. And it was a low-scoring game. But, um, you know, he, he, he got it. So I'm glad Joe's on our side. Um, and I'm glad history's sort of on the, uh, on the other side.
Lakers in the league, do you feel the pressure of a playoff game affects rookies? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure it just depends on the guy. I can't speak for him. Um, I think playoffs come and come down to, um, you know, who can be themselves the best, if that makes sense. Um, you know, can we be the best version of ourselves versus the Texans being the best version of themselves? I think that's, um, you know, that's when, it, when it's all said and done. You've got 17 games under your belt. There's not a whole lot you're going to pull out that another team hasn't seen. You know, and really at this point of the year, people are going with what they do best. And, um, you know, so I think that that has a lot to do with it. Um, you know, I, I really can't worry about him and, and how he'll treat the game as much as we just um, we're just con we're just focused on our guys and how we're going to treat the game. We know it's the playoffs. Um, every mistake is amplified. Every big play is amplified. A mistake can send you home. A big play can um, can can help you advance. And. That's what it, it, it is. It's single elimination football and uh, whatever you can do to advance each week, um, that's what you have to do. And that's where our focus is. Jim, when you, uh, when you first got here and met with Miles, did you set expectations for him in any way? And if so, over the course of the season, the year, how has he responded? Yeah, I'll keep conversations I have with players um, to myself and, and to the player. If they want to talk about it, that's fine. But I don't think it's uh, my place to reveal those kind of conversations. Um, but he has been everything that that um, we expected. You know, um, he affects the game every single time he's on the field. Um, you know, he's uh, he's played well against the run. He's played well against the pass. Um, one of the best players, I, I said this a few weeks ago, um, probably one of the three best players I've uh, coached in 31 years. Kim, I saw a stat. Um, you guys have forced more punts than any team since the 1999 Ravens. So what does that say about just consistency, the way you've been playing defensively? Yeah, um, you know, that sort of goes hand in hand with our third down percentage. Um, you know, we were number one in the NFL in third down percentage. And when you're winning those snaps, you're going to force um, you're going to force a lot of punts. Um, you know, our job, and, and I've said this before, our job is to limit scoring and to try to get the ball back for the offense. And after a slow start in turnovers, I, I thought we, we, we did a pretty good job. I don't know where we finished, but, you know, we were in that top five area. I don't know where it ended up, but we've done a good job there. We've done a good job um, getting the ball back for the offense. When you went on third down, when you forced punts, um, you know, you, you've, you've you know, you've you've done your job, and um, you know that's why we concentrate. We spend a lot of time. Today's a third down day, and our ability to get off the field on third down is a lot. It means a lot to us. Cover guys, rush guys, um, keep drives from um, continuing. We've done a good job of of nipping drives in the bud with good third down percentage, and you know that's going to be a big part of this game. Which I, oh, I know. Um, how you feel about Mike Rabel and you know the, the chance that he gave you to do what you did for those couple of years there, and I was just wondering, you know, what what your thoughts were on, on him getting like that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I have a lot of respect for Mike and um, admire him a, a great deal. But you know, this is a playoff game. I would just want to keep the focus on Texans and the Browns. Hey, Jim, you've been in the league a long time. Um, I know quarterback injuries have had something to do with this, but it feels like going into the playoffs. 
defenses have always been important, but it seems like they're more impactful than ever. I think five of the six top scoring defenses are in the playoffs. You guys have had a sensational year. Um, the rules have always seemed to be stacked against defenses, but do you feel like it's maybe swinging in the other direction? Um, I don't know. I mean, we just concentrate on trying to play within the rules that we're given and, uh, like I said, try to limit scoring and get the ball back for the offense and, you know, potentially um, put them in scoring position. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, the league goes through so many cycles, it's, it's, it's hard to say. Um, you know, but being a defensive coach, you know, I mean, it, there is that adage, you know, hey, defensive win, defense wins championships and um, teams that I've been around, um, you know, when you play when you play good defense in the playoffs, you put, give yourself a good chance. Yeah. Well, do you know that Delpit uh, returned to practice? Is it too much to ask for a Saturday game for him after being out four weeks? Yeah, I mean, I haven't even seen him out there yet. So, um, you know, I'll let Kevin handle those questions. But it's a good first step for him. He's been working extremely hard. I mean, you talk about a driven dude. I mean, he is, um, you know, I mean, he, he's been really driven to get back. We'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes. And with Thornhill missing time also during that time, how have the Pickman and Anthony Bell and even Harmon come? Yeah, I can't say enough good things about those guys. Um, you know, they were four or five and not on the depth chart at the beginning of the year. Um, and they've come in and, um, you know, played really good football for us. And I mentioned this before about uh, Ronnie, a um, little bit talking about C.J. Shroud. Um, usually when you're, when you're rookies, you know, they're sort of – they can do their job, but they need somebody to tell them what to do or somebody else to make the calls. When Juan was down, when Grant was down, Ronnie really became the glue of our secondary and communicated – as good, if not better, than any rookie safety I've been around. And uh, I think that's, you know, he's made plays. He's, um, he's tackled well for us, um, overlapped in the passing game. You know, Dee Bell's made a lot of big plays for us. And Harmon had an interception against these guys. He's given us that, um, you know, that veteran steadiness that we lost with Rodney McLeod. But, you know, having lost our top three safeties for significant portions, um, you know, the game doesn't care. Playoffs don't care who's playing, um, you know. So those guys have uh, have stepped up and um, you know have been able to um, do their job in our scheme. Did you see Obo come back, and did he show you enough against Cincinnati that you think he can be a viable part of this rotation? Yeah, we just wanted to get him going a little bit in that game, just sort of pick and choose our spots. But he's certainly in the mix, and you know if he can give us some good pass rushes, give us some good snaps. Um, that'll go a long way. Um, keep keep some of the other guys fresh, but you know he's been a big part of our third down success, and we've missed him over these last five weeks, whatever it's been, four weeks, five weeks. I I can't keep track of time now, but um, it's it, it was good to see him back out there. He brings a lot of energy to the practice field, and I'm confident he can make some plays on Sunday. To go back to the safeties, you know, Rodney obviously hasn't been able to play, but the fact that he's stuck around here and rehabbed, how crucial has he been for to bring those younger guys into Ron around when he got here and just now that you guys are in this critical stretch here? Yeah. Um, you know, he's found a way to contribute even without being on the field. And, um, I mean, I could be here for a month talking about the respect that I have for, um, for Rodney. You know, he wore the helmet for me, two different teams. Um, and uh, another guy that I just uh, totally respect and admire 
and it's just within it's it's just right in his character that when he was injured that um he's still going to find a way to contribute um anthony walker has done the same thing for us and um you know he he had to miss some time but uh, he's back in our building now um you know all those guys have stayed close mo hurst has has stayed close to all veteran guys and um um, they realize that their contribution to the team doesn't begin and end or doesn't end with the game field or the practice field. They, uh, they've been able to find a way to contribute, and um, you know, our success has a lot to do with that. Is that, normal, is that normal, Jim, that guys who are on the injury reserve, maybe done with the season, stick around like that, or is that more unique, you think, to this? Um, you know, it depends. Sometimes it's a matter of, you know, somebody has a family that's in the area or, you know, something else. I just think, you know, those guys just, um, they've been around. They know this is a, a special season and a special team, and they want to continue to be part of it. Um, you know, um, a couple ga- t- couple days ago I was telling the team um, some of the similarities I had, that I saw between our team in 2017 with the Eagles and, probably the biggest one is how much the players enjoy each other. You know, they genuinely root for each other and genuinely like to be together and practice. And that continuity has taken us through a lot of tough times this year. I mean, we've we've had some, um, you know, we've had some things, um, you know, put in our way over the course of the year. But, you know, you don't see the frustration show on the field you don't see guys throwing helmets or you know yelling at each other or you don't see the jealousy or you don't see finger pointing and um you know that 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 was probably the um thing that stood out the most between like our team and where we've been a lot of people have made you know thing of you know lost the starting quarterback and veteran replaces him and multiple injuries and you know things like that but i just say our team um our team, our team, um, like general, genuinely has fun together, and you know you can do some things as coach to try to push them in that direction, but it has to come. It has to come organically from them, and um, that's been developing over the course of the whole season. I think we're stronger now as a result of some of the tough times we've been through, and we're going to need. We're going to have to rely on some of that resilience as we go through um, this playoff season. Um, like I said, a great play can propel you. Um, a missed opportunity, a drop pass, a dropped interception, a missed assignment can send you home. It's high stakes, and I think our guys are uh, ready for that uh, challenge. When the coaches were done, it was time for the players to talk, and wide receiver Amari Cooper was the first to go. He talked about how his heel injury is feeling and what the message to the team has been about being in the playoffs. How's the uh, heel feeling? I was getting better every day. Um, yeah, I'm just getting better every day. I'm running around now. Um, so, you know, it's just a typical injury that you have to work through. Could you, could you have played uh, last week if you had to? Yeah. Well, you've been through the playoff thing before. How, how do you think the game changes? How does maybe your preparation change, the actual game planning change for you? You just want to figure out a way to try to do a little bit more. Um, it's more intent behind what you're willing to sacrifice for your teammates to get to where you want to go. Um, as far as what changes, I, you know, from my experience, it seems like everything is just a little bit more heightened. 
you know, obviously the stakes are, but um, you know, when you're out there on the field, it seems like teams are, it seems like teams, the game plan is just on, on point. Um, because I, I look at it like, well, it feels like, you know, you don't have any room for error. You know, like Coach um, was talking about earlier in the week, it's like, you know, throughout the course of the season, um, throughout the course of the season, you make a mistake, you drop a ball, something happens, you know, you got more plays, you know what I mean? But, you know, this is win or go home. So it's like the margin for error is much smaller. So with what you did to them the last time on Christmas Eve, how different do you think their game plan is going to be to try to slow you down? I don't know. I mean, I can't predict that. Um, I guess I'll just have to wait and see. Sting, Stingley did not shadow you, correct? The last no. Time. Have you had an opportunity to really sort of savor or process how cool it was to be able to go out there and set that Browns record, you know, that is held up for so long and, and to be the number one receiver in receiving yards? Have you been able to wrap your brain around that at all yet? Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, records are meant to be broken. At the end of the day, it's, you know, it's just numbers. You know, I don't take it for granted, but uh, I mean, it's the past. You know, I, you know, I always tell myself, you know, <clears throat> I want to look back on my career in that nostalgic type of way that I think you're alluding to after I'm done playing. Coop, has it been your experience when you've had a big game against a team that the next time you see them, you get even more attention than normal? <clears throat> Depends. It's all situational. I mean, Houston, they're not really a, a man team. So, you know, I don't I, – I think the, the chances of them, you know, using a player to shadow me is, you know, a little bit less than what it would be if they were a, a, a man team. But you never know. You know, for the playoffs, like I said before, you know, teams game plan and they're willing to do whatever they have to do to win. So, um, so like I said, we'll, we'll just see. But from past experiences, yeah, I mean, obviously if you – you're uh, dominating the team generally in those division games. That's when it happens. Like if you're dominating in your division, you see those teams, you know, a lot throughout the course of the year. Of course, they're going to make changes. Um, when a team isn't, like you said, they don't play a ton of man. Um, is it tough for them then to get to the playoffs and switch that up? For you know what I mean? Like you kind of just got to be true to yourself as a defense, as opposed to trying to change a bunch of stuff. Same would be for the offense too. Again, it's, yeah. it depends the situation. Like, if you look at a team like the Patriots, they're one of those teams that, you know, they kind of change their game plan week to week depending on, you know, what they're getting um, from the opposing offense. Um, but, you know, generally teams are pretty much who they are uh, in terms of, like, what they do, what they do uh, scheme-wise. Um, but like I said before, teams will kind of slightly change things up in the playoffs, so you never really know what to expect. It seems like uh, it was almost like seven on seven that, that you couldn't rush the passes. Do you feel like if the team can't rush Blacko, no one's going to be able to cover you anyway? I mean, that's <laughs> that's idealistic. I mean, if he's not getting pressure, that means I have more time to get open. So, yeah, I do feel that way. Amari, how much do you think Joe's playoff experience is going to help this team uh, Saturday and beyond? Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I can't really I can't really answer that question. I, I think uh, he 
you know, alluded to the fact earlier in the week that this was his, you know, probably his 16th playoff game. He wasn't quite sure, but <laughs> around that around that number. Um, so, I mean, experience is the best teacher. So, you know, with that said, I think it's going to help a lot. But um, nothing really matters. Like, you have to live in the moment, moment, have to be where your feet are, you know, the past, the future. It's all about the present. So, you know, it's any given Sunday in this league. So I can't really say, but, you know, obviously, hopefully. What do you like about this team? What's sort of special about you know the environment, the culture, the feeling in here? Uh, I like the camaraderie. You know, I like that guys can, uh, you know, generally um, usually get the the best friendships when it comes to the um, the position groups. So like the receivers stick together, uh, stick together, corners stick together, uh, so forth and so on. But I think on the best teams, uh, at least for the teams that I've been a part of. Um, Everybody was able to, you know, come together and uh, be, become friends even after the season. So uh, I see a lot of that in this team. You know, guys like to go out, guys like to play mad and stuff together um, after practice. So uh, I would say the camaraderie for sure. Kevin Stefanski's been appreciated one and zero this week. That's where the focus and the attention is. He's preached that since the start of training camp. Um, now that you're in this, this, you know, in the tournament in the one game season, how much do you think that mentality? and how it's permeated throughout the locker room helps you guys as you go into this weekend? Yeah, it's, I would say it's kind of ingrained in us. You know, like repetition is the mother of all learning. He keeps saying it, keeps reiterating it. So uh, it's kind of ingrained in us. Um, and like I said before, the stakes are even heightened now because if we don't go 1-0 this week and the season is over, it wasn't like that during the season. So um, we definitely understand for sure. Back to Mary Kay's, back to Mary Kay's question about culture. Seen you in different places in this locker room, connecting with with different guys in different groups. Is this as connected as you felt with the team? Um, I know I've been on some good teams that you know guys were connected. I I, I can't say that uh, this is definitely 100% the most connected, but it's up there. You know what I mean? Um, like I said before, you're on a good team, a winning team, a team that's above 500, a playoff team. It's gonna it's gonna feel a, a similar way every time. Like it's gonna just feel like guys are close. You know, guys are really. You know, working together towards a common goal. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely say it's up there for sure. Did you get up and say anything during that team meeting Monday when guys were talking about the playoff experience? I know the guys who got up. It was about a Super Bowl experience. Okay. So, I've, unfortunately, <laughs> do you have? You haven't been on, but do you have a, like? Do you have a favorite playoff moment from your times? Uh, a favorite playoff moment that I've been a part of. Yeah. Mm. I would say just winning, uh, winning versus Seattle in 2019, yeah, the 2018, 2019 season. Um, I think I only won one playoff game. You know, I've been like three or four times, but I only won one, one playoff game. Championship game. Mm -mm. Amari, you've uh, you've been in these games, like you just said. You know, what do you think is the biggest key in this game for you guys? Preparation, 100%. The biggest key. Um, you know, like Coach Co alluded to earlier in the week, um, more more playoff games are lost than won, and the reason that they're lost is because you know guys aren't as prepared as they should be. The errors, the mistakes, they cost you. So you gotta be prepared. So speaking of that, uh, you guys have turned the ball over more than any team in the NFL. Mm -hmm. They've turned the ball over the least. It's the first time in NFL history that that's happened in a playoff game. Is turnovers part of that? You guys have overcome that all year, or? Are you guys just a team that can overcome turnovers? Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest stat in football, you know, turnover dif differential. Um, 
the thing about it is that we have a clear goal, though. We know that's that just like you know it, like the back of our hand. We've turned the ball over. They, they haven't turned the ball over much. So, um, you know, going into it, you know, that's why we're preparing. That's why we work on our drills and practice um, because we need to fix that. Cornerback Denzel Ward was next. He talked about how great it would be to, to win a championship for the city he grew up in and how he is preparing for his matchup with Nico Collins. Denzel, you guys didn't uh, face uh, CJ last time, mm -hmm. uh, Ohio State guy. Yeah. Um, you know, what challenge does he present? What's the biggest key to, to slowing him down? Uh, real big challenge. Like this is a new quarterback uh, for their team. Like you said, he's a Buckeye, so you know all, all the Buckeyes are great. So no, he's a, he's a great quarterback though. Very accurate passer. Um, puts the ball on the money. Can make all the throws on the field. Um, gets the ball to his playmakers. Goes through his progression. So he, he's been having a, a real good year, and uh, is going to bring a challenge to us that um, I think we're up for though. He hasn't turned the ball over much at all, especially for a rookie quarterback. Mm -hmm. How big is is forcing him into some mistakes uh, going to be in this game? Yeah, it'll be huge, but uh, we just got to do our assignment, and, and uh, hopefully we can force some turnovers and uh, create those. But um, like I said, he's a, he's a very accurate quarterback, and uh, it's going to be tough, but I think we could do it, though. He seems to work real well with that Michigan receiver. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you make of Nico Collins? Yeah, he's a, he's a real good receiver as well. Big receiver, got good hands, uh, good routes, uh, probably his favorite target out there. So um, they definitely got that connection out there that we're going to have to uh, lock on to and uh, try to eliminate those guys. You've played against a lot of shifty, mobile, mm -hmm. dual-threat type of quarterbacks. How much does the experience, what you guys went through in the regular season, facing all those guys, prepare you to, to face CJ, who's uh, in that category? Yeah, we got some great experience uh, throughout the regular season uh, with quarterbacks and receivers, whether they're mobile and may have to plaster longer and stay on their, in our coverage a little longer, or um, just the way guys run routes and taller receivers, uh, smaller receivers. So. Uh, we definitely got a good amount of experience out the regular season that I think has uh, prepared us uh, for the playoffs. Denzel, do you think this playoff team is better than the 2020 team? Uh, our team? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. I think um, we got a lot, a lot, lot of talent. Uh, that team had a lot of talent as well. But um, over over that, I mean, talent doesn't, doesn't just win games. I think just how locked in we are and the camaraderie and how close we are as a team has got us as far as we are. And uh, we just got to keep building upon that. And um, that's going to start uh, come Saturday. What makes this team so special in that regard? Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't seem like you guys have ever had it quite like this before. Mm -hmm. Why now? And what makes it so special? Um, I think uh, guys have done a great job of getting the right guys in here. And then just also time that, like I said before, of us spending in Greenbrier throughout camp. And um, we, we spent a lot of time together um, as on the field and off the field. just. And then that communication, it just translated, like just guys going out to dinner, out to eat, hanging out in our free time and just building that communication. We're just comfortable with one another. And uh, it translates out there on the field. We have fun out there. And uh, that's the biggest thing. Like we just enjoy playing with one another. And um, so we just love to have fun out there. That's the biggest thing, I think. get any more super excited knowing you're up against a rookie quarterback. I think you've one other one this year. Or Stroud, totally different animal. Uh, I think just the main focus is being us, just being us and going out there doing what we got to do to to get a, get a win, regardless of if it's uh, C.J. Stroud or another quarterback out there, rookie quarterback or non-rookie quarterback. Um, every every team faces a challenge, and uh, I think it's just about being us, though. Do you believe there's something unique about a playoff game that undo a rookie quarterback? Mm. I'm not sure. I mean, that would probably be a question for him. But like I say, I think it's just about being us. We just got to go out there, do our job and assignment, 
and uh, execute. Did you feel any different in your first fight? Um, mine was a little different actually. I think I was coming off of COVID, so that was my first game back from COVID. And yeah, so that, it was a little tough for me just just dealing with yeah, you all know about COVID and stuff like that. So, but um, I'm just looking forward to the opportunity to be able to play uh, this game. The environment on the road, you guys. Last time there, you, you played well, but just throughout the season, the road's been kind of your Achilles heel on mm -hmm. your side of the ball. So, how do you guys, you know, that atmosphere down there is going to mm -hmm. be ramped up too. So, yeah. how do you guys prepare for that and be ready to play your best? Uh, Definitely. Just uh, bringing the energy. Bring the energy. We know it's going to be a crazy atmosphere there, and uh, we're going to build off of that. We're going to um, uh, take in all that energy and celebrate with our guys and go out there and make plays and uh, do what we can to get the win. Denzel, you guys have studied um, uh, CJ. Has there been a game or two that you've noticed where a team really has been able to pressure him and and kind of throw him off his off his rhythm, off his game consistently? Oh yeah, potentially. I mean, that that's that's the football league. Guys are gonna have good games. Guys are gonna have games they may struggle in, and um, just finding ways to attack those guys and what they may be good at or weak at, and could get better in. So, I think we're just trying to go out there and uh, see what we could uh, tackle them in and um, go out there and execute that. Denzel, knowing uh, you know being from here mm -hmm. and hearing all those stories last night about uh, the Super Bowl with Joe getting up and other guys mm -hmm. like that. Man, it was inspiring. So it, it'd be crazy, especially being from Cleveland. And uh, just uh, just I was here when uh, LeBron he he won the championship, and those guys uh, brought the. I was downtown, and just just the atmosphere and experience, uh, just the whole entire city. So I think to be able to do that on the football end and uh, bring a championship and everything to to the city would be crazy. So uh, we just got to take things a game at a time and uh, work to get there. I think, there are, I think there are 15 players left from that 2020 team. Guys who, are, who shared their first experience. Mm -hmm. Do you feel different as a player? Like as a player from what the last playoffs? Yeah. Um. Definitely. I, I feel. I feel like I have a lot more experience. Um. A lot more comfortable in uh, the system and team that I'm in, and um. Just ready. Just feel ready to go out there and play. You said, do I feel there's pressure? Do you, do you feel like there's not really that added pressure with mm -hmm. Lefty? Because you guys are already kind of used to that anyway. Yeah, I don't necessarily feel it's just added pressure. I mean, like, like you said, taking things a uh, game at a time. Uh, just looking forward to the opportunity to go out there, play with my, my brothers, my teammates, and, and coaches, and try to find a way to get a win and uh, move along in the playoffs. Dizzo, how different has Kevin been? I mean, how have you seen him change as a coach mm -hmm. over your time Man, you know, with him? He's, he's been a great coach ever ever since he came in. Just uh, his attention to detail, his focus, uh, the way he coaches us. Um, and, that, and that's grown over time. Just um, his ability to be able to coach us all, all different uh, playing styles and everything. And um, just out there, his play calling out there on the field. So, I mean, he's, he's been a great coach. And uh, I appreciate him. He, he's one of the reasons why we got this far uh, to the playoffs. So, definitely appreciate him. And I say he's a great coach. What is it about this particular team and season? You know, Kevin's been here four years, but this is really, I think, the first time where the locker room sounds like him. Mm -hmm. Go one and zero this week. We're mm -hmm. focused on this week, et cetera, et cetera. Why has his message really taken hold mm -hmm. of this team, and how much is that 
going to help you guys going into the one game season? Yeah, I think guys in the locker room has, have bought in, bought into uh, Coach Stefanski and, and the coaches and what they're preaching. And uh, I think that, that's, that's huge right there. Uh, yeah, he's been preaching that and getting us to uh, go one and no, and that's been the main focus. And like I said, God, we believe in him, we believe in uh, what he's coaching us to do, and uh, it's showing out there on the field. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's exciting. Like, I remember watching Joe Flacco growing up and uh, winning Super Bowls. So it's just crazy to, uh, for him to be on the team. And I'm glad that he's here. He has that experience out there on the field. He's a, he's been there before. So it's just a great opportunity for him to come into and, uh, and for the team. So we got to try to take advantage of that and uh, go out there and get a win. Denzel, how much has uh, Jim Schwartz is just his perspective on this type of this, this second season being a Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator with the Eagles mm -hmm. kind of brings that to the table. How much value has, does that kind of give you guys? You kind of turn to him and he can kind of give you some of that, like what it's like and, and all mm -hmm. that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like Coach Stefanski had all those uh, guys stand up and share their experience, and he shared his experience and him being there. And um, so, yeah, that's definitely someone we could go to and just ask about it. If we have questions about uh, just the process and everything, what to expect out there uh, come game day. But yeah, I think we're ready, though. Wrapping up the day at the podium was all-pro guard Joel Batonio. He talked about how Joe Flacco's demeanor is in the huddle and what he expects from the Texans' defensive line. Field, it looked like you were kind of limping a bit yesterday in the field line. Oh, uh, I might have been, but I'm feeling actually um, better than I have in a while. I had some time off, you know. I'm, I'm able to work on a few things that have been been bothering me. It's still middle of the season, but um, but no, I'm feeling better. I think you know, hopefully going to this game, I'll feel as good as I felt in a, quite a while. Yeah, it was cool. Um, you got to hear a lot of respected guys in the locker room, coaches, players, um, discuss their experiences in the playoffs before and what it took their their past teams to to, to win a championship. And I think um, just the crowning thing was like, like we've talked about all year is going 1-0, focus on the fundamentals, um, understanding that there's going to be big plays in the games, but you've prepared for these moments. Um, you know, it, there's time to take it in, but once you get between those, you know, lines, it's 11 guys on the field at a time. You got to do your best every every play to uh, support the team. But it was it was really cool to hear from those guys. I think it brought a great energy to the room. And then you know, coach kind of finished it off with, "All right, we've talked about it, and now we have to focus everything on on the Houston Texans." And uh, I think Joe made a great point about we have nothing else. It's the only thing on our schedule is the Houston Texans. We can't think about you know the next 18 weeks or anything like that. We have to go one and zero this week against Houston and. Uh, then we can see what's happening after. Did it strike, did it strike you at all out of character for Kevin to allow you guys to go down that road? No, he's done some things like that in the past. I think he's uh, he's been very uh, very consistent this year and, and his whole whole career here. But um, no, I don't think it was out of character. Remember in 2020, he did the same thing. He, he allowed you guys to start, and he even started talking because I think that's the first goal every year is hey I mean the ultimate goal is to win a Super Bowl I think every team thinks that they want to win a Super Bowl but the first way to get there is to make the tournament make the playoffs um, and now 
you know, our goal this week is to go 1-0, but the ultimate goal is always to, to hold up the trophy. So, so I think that's just part of the part of the bigger bigger plan, and um, and something we've been focused on since day one since he's been here. Joe, when you talk Kevin's 1-0 message, you know, he's been here for four years, and I think this is the really the, the first year where you guys talk like he does. And why do you think his messaging has resonated and, and really been, I guess? Uh, absorbed by this locker room? I think because, you know, you come in as a coach and, and you have your message, your culture that you want to try and instill in the guys, and it takes time for that to um, to get in. But once you start seeing results of what you're saying, you talk about being resilient, you talk about being 1-0, you talk about focusing on the task at hand and, you know, playing with the guys that we have, but then you start winning games and results are, are still positive, I think that culture starts to build. They're like, hey, like we lost Nick Chubb already. Like, like if someone else goes down, we know we can pick up that energy. We lost to Sean. You know, DTR came in and won us a game. Like, if he goes down, we know Joe can come in and win this game. Like, we have experience with it now. And so the words behind it have shown results. And I think you keep a core guys together long enough, you know, that culture is going to build. Hey, Joe, you guys struggled to run the ball last time in Houston. Um, when you go back and watch on film, why do you think that was the case? And what gives you confidence it'll be different this time? Yeah, there was, um, you know, I, I think anytime the run game is, is struggling, there's usually a, a, a bust, you know, on, on the block or one or two plays here and there. Um, I know we were taking some shots and we were, we were trying to throw the ball downfield, but they have a good defense. They're, they're pretty elite against the run, you know, all year. Last week was a little tough for them with Jonathan Taylor, but they've done a good job. Um, but honestly, I think it comes down to execution for us and, and guys getting on blocks and staying on blocks and sustaining those blocks. Joe, after all these years, what would it mean to you to win a championship? Yeah, I think it's everybody's goal that plays this game. Um, it, it'd be spectacular, but, but truthfully, like, we talked about it, and now it's like, it's so far out there like we got to beat Houston we got to focus on that we got to try and go one row this week and and see what happens over there but that's the ultimate goal for I think all the competitors that you know play in the NFL. Joel in 2020 you missed the, the first game because of all the COVID protocols and all that and you got a chance to play the Chiefs obviously um, but you know how long it took to even get to a point where you guys were in the playoffs and then you kind of everyone was talking about is he going to get to experience it he did but just how are you sort of personally compartmentalizing now this sort of second stint where you don't have to worry about any of that you're going to be out there start of the start of the postseason yeah um, I definitely don't take it for granted because it's been long enough where you don't have a chance every year you can think you're you know built for the future and and you know you have an injury or something and, and that kind of derails your season so I'm, I'm so happy that we're back, and I'm not taking it for granted to have another opportunity. Um, 2020 was was awesome. Um, it was great to watch the guys guys win, but obviously you want to be a part of it too, and you want to be out there in these wins. And now we're gonna have full stadiums where it was a little bit, you know, less back in back in 2020. Do you know so many elements of this Flacco comeback story that are almost surreal? Is there anything that has impressed you most about what he's been able to do here in such a short time? Um, he's just calm and cool, man. Like. No matter what, it, honestly, his personality is very, I feel like, similar to Coach Stefanski's. You know, they kind of kind of roll the same way and stuff. Um, so I, I feel like it's been a big part, but he's just fit in the locker room, like, personality-wise, and uh, him and Dave, him and Amari, just the O-line and him. Um, 
it's been pretty pretty seamless transition and I think that's just who he is you know he isn't trying to do anything different it's just like hey I you know I've played football for a while like I just want to go out there and have some fun and play and uh, it's, it's worked out well you've played in some hot environments Saturday is going to be another one of those what what's most important uh, for you guys uh, up front uh, to deal with that crowd noise and, and make sure that uh, you know, you don't have those false starts and yeah. those pre-snap penalties. Yeah, we know it's going to be loud. Um, they got a good fan base down there, home game. You know, young quarterback is playing playing very good. So we know they're, they're going to be excited. We have to be a lead on our operation, you know, and it's communicating out of the huddle, preparing this week with crowd noise inside, uh, making sure we're all on the same, you know, snap count. Um, but it just comes back to the reps in practice and communicating, making sure we're, we're no matter what, you got the, you know, snap count and, and we're good to go from there. How's their defense change if? Yeah, they're uh, they're pretty good. I think their front four is. I mean, they got talent everywhere. Their front four is a strength, and I mean, even Barnett and Hughes have stepped up and, and played pretty good football for them as well. But those guys are, are two pretty elite athletes. I think they lead the team in sacks with like twelve and seven or something like that, you know. And and uh, we didn't see Will last time, and he's been kind of slow and slowly building back up. But we know he's elite traits, and he's powerful and, and condenses the pocket, and then. Um, you know, they, they, they've made plays for each other. I think their interior guys are very disruptive, too, and, and so it kind of just feeds off each other. But if they play, it's, it's more weapons that we have to, you know, account for, and they're, they're talented guys. So you talked about, you talked about Joby and sort of that calm, cool, collected demeanor on the field. Has he ever, to this point, stepped in the huddle and, like, said something that just completely, completely threw you for a loop that you knew, like, he meant business, like dropped an F-bomb or something, anything? Uh, <laughs> only at Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> You guys know why he likes to talk a little bit. So every once in a while, we have to make sure he's back in the huddle, and Joe's not afraid to let him know in a, in a colorful way. I uh, saw NFLPA All Pro, which is I think a new one. But um, does that mean something to you because it's your guys vote for that? Yeah, it's a, it's a cool honor. Um, you know, those are the guys you compete against. The guys, you know, I think it's like left guards vote for left guards and D tackles and those guards. So like the guys you truly compete against on a on a week to week basis. The guys that watch the film. Um, you know, I think they started it last year, and so it, it, it's a it's a cool new one. I think it's it's a great way to get the players' input because with the Pro Bowl, you get fans, players, coaches. You know, APL Pro is you know the the writers and the media, and I think it's just a different different way to get um, get guys' opinions on, on who's who's playing good football. So it's uh, always cool to be recognized by the guys you go against. Any chance JC rig it for you? I don't think so. He's uh he's pretty straight <laughs> and narrow on those type of things. That wraps us up today on From the Podium. You can like and subscribe today to From the Podium wherever you listen to your podcasts. And also subscribe there if you want to find more episodes. Also, be sure to check out the Browns on social media. Check them out at YouTube.com slash Browns and the Cleveland Browns mobile app. Ton of good stuff going on on there, so check that out. Also, get the latest news as the Browns continue preparations for the Houston Texans and for Super Wild Card Weekend. I'm Jake Valencic. Thanks for listening to the Browns From the Podium podcast.